When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. No one is is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filipponi. Yeah, my thing with Philadelphia is they're 2-0, and and they won both games and covered in one and got backdoor covered in the other. Uh, I went into the season thinking that Jalen Hurts was going to be in a position to win awards and be the MVP of the league. And look, there's still 15 games left. But if I were doing radio in Philadelphia tomorrow on WIP, for example, one of our affiliate stations, I would wonder about what I've seen from them as an offense. Like they ran the ball at will in this game. DeAndre Swift had a huge game. He's a Philadelphia kid. Like he's the star of this game. Their offensive line pretty much gave them whatever they wanted in the run game. They could have run the ball every play in this game and won the game by probably even more than the six points that they ultimately won by. But I don't really like what I've seen from Jalen Hurts through two games, and I don't really like some of the things I saw from A.J. Brown with Jalen Hurts in this game. So that would be my takeaway. You're 2-0, but what's going on with the quarterback here for Philadelphia a second game in a row where I thought he played a pretty mediocre game. 18 of 23 for 193 yards with three touchdowns. It's under, it's under 200 yards. Yeah, but on a yards per attempt basis, it's not bad. So you watched, so you, so you've watched him in the first two games and you think Jalen Hurts is playing well. I thought that he was fine tonight. So what grade would you give him? I don't know. B plus. Okay. I mean, those throws to Devontae Smith down the field were good. The one to AJ Brown in the end zone could have easily been defensive pass interference. That one, the the results look different from the passing yardage. If that goes out. Uh, I don't know. I agree with Herb Street. Herb Street basically said he doesn't think Philadelphia's played well yet in their 2-0. and And I think that's more reflection on their on their passing game struggles and their quarterback than it is anything else. Maybe worse, maybe Kirk Herbstreit and I are seeing a different team than you are, but Philadelphia has not blown me away. No, they they haven't blown me away either, but to to me that's been more about their pass defense, man. Like letting Mac Mac Jones come back on them uh, in the the opener, and the Vikings were able to do whatever they wanted uh, in, in the passing game. Last year it was a complete blowout, that game on Monday Night Football where Darius Slay, you know, ate Justin Jefferson's lunch and they won the game by three scores or four scores. 
Uh, tonight, Jefferson played very well. Hawkinson was fantastic. It seemed like every gambler in the world had either Hawkinson first touchdown, Hawkinson two or more touchdowns, or Hawkinson anytime touchdown. It was just like known that the Vikings were going to have success passing the football. Madison did absolutely nothing. So like the Vikings were one dimensional and the Eagles still couldn't take it away. So to me, like, yeah, the the uh, Eagles were able to do whatever they wanted to offensively. So this wasn't a game where Hertz needed to really beat them through the air. And I thought Herb Street was making that point pretty re- repeatedly throughout the broadcast. And A.J. Brown on the sidelines, I mean, that was a, probably a moment that he wishes wasn't caught by the camera. Uh, and then it was funny, after that, he went to him a couple of times, uh, you know, twice in the end zone. Neither one ends up being a touchdown. One is caught for a touchdown, called back by holding. One would have been caught in the end zone, but it was not ruled defensive pass interference. Yeah. So, you know, 23 pass attempts. It was the day where Devontae Smith had a massive game. Last week, Dallas Goddard had zero uh, catches and zero yards. You know, so there's there's a lot of mouths to feed there. But they're 2-0. and If I was going to be concerned about something, it would be the pass defense for Philadelphia. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Well, I I was under the impression that this year... Jalen Hurts was going to be maybe after Patrick Mahomes, the best player in the entire NFL. And all I'm saying is that he has not looked like that guy through two games. Like I thought he was going to have to be more of the catalyst and not the guy that just facilitated what was an all around great team this year. And so through two games, I'm still waiting for that guy. I'm still waiting for a Jalen Hurts game. That's all. He has not had a Jalen Hurts game yet in their first two wins. He's not been the reason for their win in either game so far. That's true. I mean, that's that that really is debatable. No, no, that 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 is true. I agree. Uh, all right, three quick football things, like just like big picture things that we could take out of this game. One, do you think the formation that the Eagles run the QB sneak on should be legal? No. I agree. Like, it's a testament to the Eagles' offensive line. It's creative, but I think it's very unesthetically pleasing to the viewer. And I feel like the correction is to just make it an illegal formation. I didn't think you should be able to have the player behind the quarterback under center within, say, three yards of the quarterback. And I think that solves the issue. They can still run up and push if they want. But I don't think they should be able to be an arm's length away from the guy snapping the football. And it's so successful at such a high rate. And this is more of a viewership point. There is no suspense as to what they are going to run or if it is going to work. So I don't I don't enjoy watching that play, even though it's innovative and successful. And it's a surprise that not every team does it and does it as successfully as Philadelphia does. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Eagles offensive line is great. Um, 
So, but so that that helps. But yes, I'm with you. It, it should be copycatted more. Uh, the Colts tried last week and were not successful. Um, Touchback out the back of the end zone on the Jefferson fumble. Everyone calls it the worst rule in the NFL. I like that there are rules like the the occasional rule that is slanted towards the defense over the offense. But I would correct it to this. I do think it's too ridiculous to give the ball to the other team when they don't actually recover the fumble. What about a reverse touchback? So you like, go all the way back to your own 20? To your own 20. So if you were if that happened on your on first down, it would be second and goal from the 20. So you keep the ball, you're still in field goal range, but very difficult to get a touchdown as opposed to losing possession to the other team. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm fine with the rule the way it is. I mean, I'm, I, I subscribe to what Belichick has said about this for years. He schooled his players and taught his players that like, because of the way it works and because it's so punitive to fumble the ball around the goal line, you can't just reach out all the time to try to fight for the extra half yard or yard, because if you do and it fails, you might lose possession. So to me, that's got to be something that's taught and schooled and branded into players. And it's the way it's always been. I don't have a problem. Like it's kind of a, the it's, it's an all or nothing thing. If you're going to try to make a play at the goal line, you should understand that if you do and go for it that strongly, that there's a chance you just lose possession altogether. So I actually don't have a problem. I, I like that there is something that like, it reminds me of like when you're playing cornhole and you can go over 21, like you're the better team, but if you don't do the math right, you can lose. If you don't have the number, like I like that strategy. Like there's a stra- real strategy aspect and component to that play around the goal line. So yeah, tough break. It's always been that way. I'm fine with it. Last thing as we try to make football better here on first and pod. The Vikings score late in the game to cut it to six. Everyone knows they're going for the onside kick. Amazon puts up the graphic with what the success rate is with the new onside kick rules. And it's 5%. Yeah, now this is what I want changed. I want the rule where it's fourth and 13 or whatever. And if you convert that play, you keep the ball. And if you don't, the defensive team gets the ball at where you failed or came up short. Yeah, the XFL rule. I think it was fourth and 20 was the the XFL rule. I don't think, you know, figure out what the number is for conversion rates being successful 15% of the time. Yeah, that I do want changed. Agreed. There would be a ton more drama and suspense if if Kirk Cousins was able to throw to Justin Jefferson to gain 20 yards to keep the ball and have a chance to win. All right. Let's get to the week two matchups. Jets, Cowboys. If you're the Jets, what are you doing at quarterback? Okay, so I'm going to play Zach Wilson for a couple of games. And I know it's going to fail miserably. The guy absolutely stinks. And we saw the way that the Jets looked at him once he went into that game. And then all the reports about how they were panicking and they felt like their season was over and coaches couldn't fall asleep. And they were calling all kinds of free agent quarterbacks and all of those things. So, yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson is going to fall on his face here and they're going to quickly realize that their ceiling is like nine wins with him as their quarterback as it was last year. 
I've heard about Matt Ryan and all those guys out there. None of Carson Wentz, none of those guys do anything for me. Here's what I would do if I were them that I've not heard this yet. And I think it's in part because of like what Aaron Rodgers situation is for next year. And I know it's complicated with him, but Danny, if you were the Jets, what would your interest level be in Kyler Murray? No, it's I. Damn you. I said it on my show this week. Did you? I didn't hear I that. It, I said it on my show this week. But but since I said it on the show, Rodgers has said he's coming back with his, you know, the night is darkest before the dawn. And he just said, like, looking forward to getting back with that Instagram All right, post. he's going to be 40 and Kyler Murray's 26. I mean. Okay, but you don't. You don't have a first round pick to trade because it's yeah. conditioned. Like because the you Packers have the right based on the number of pick, snaps. Or do you think they, I, I think they just want to get out of that contract. Well, so I mean, listen, if you could trade a second round pick for Kyler Murray, I don't think it would take that much. If you said you take on the entire contract, look at that deal. If the Jets can, took on, I don't, the, can, can the Jets even do that with the Rodgers contract? Uh, I don't know how the voidable year. I probably should have looked this up before I just ran my mouth here. But the way he restructured his deal for this year uh, would make me think that there there are some loopholes in there to make something. Maybe not. I mean, maybe. I mean, you could always trade him if he wants to come back and play for another team next year. But all I'm saying is, if you're the Jets, are you really interested in just throwing away and punting on this season? in the name of like keeping your fingers crossed that a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers gives you one more year next year to win no. a Super Bowl? Yeah, no. me neither. Um, I don't think that they're going to spend a ton of draft capital to get a quarterback, given that they spent a ton of draft capital to get Aaron Rodgers. So I don't think the Kyler thing's going to happen, and I think it's too expensive, but I, I do think it's a really fun name. And the reason I said it was because the, the Cardinals are clearly motivated to get out from the contract they're also clearly trying to tank. Right. And I think and I think you need a mobile quarterback behind that offensive line. Like that's why the idea of Matt Ryan or Ben Roethlisberger or Tom Brady or any of those guys like didn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense uh to me. I saw Nick Costo say, you know, offer the Vikings a first round pick for Kirk Cousins if you think the Vikings are going nowhere. I don't they don't have that draft pick to offer. I don't think Minnesota's ready to do that yet, but that's at least creative. What about Tannehill? No. No, it's such a modest upgrade, and he, he looked so bad in his first game. And I think just... Do you think Tannehill's a modest upgrade from Zach Wilson? And, and no, in terms of like Zach Wilson did Ryan Tannehill, no. But I mean, modest upgrade into how I would view their season outlook if they made that move. Like, Oh, I don't know, man. Tannehill can get on... He can get on... Dude, who... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You think they could go to a Super Bowl with Ryan Tannehill? I think they are really, really good. No, I, I don't. Tannehill was in an a, what was he in an AFC Championship game recent? Uh, divisional round. We've seen him win playoff games. And two years ago, Carson Wentz threw twenty-seven touchdown passes. I mean, w- w- how far do you go with that? I mean, I, I'm I just don't... saying. Like we've seen him be on a team that has been in the AFC playoffs recently. It who who realistically that they can afford 
that's not going to cost a ton, that's an upgrade over Zach Wilson, and I assume you want a veteran with experience because the whole thing's going to be don't turn the ball over, right? They're going to be winning by ball control, time of possession, get the ball to Garrett Wilson, let that defense dominate. They're not going to start playing shootouts with the quarterback that they acquire midseason. So, listen, I think that I, I definitely think they're going to let Zach Wilson play for a few weeks to let him fail. He's earned it. They won the Buffalo game and all of that. But I do expect them at some point to bring in competition. I just think it's going to be relatively underwhelming because I think they're committed to Rodgers for next year. So I think it's going to be a stopgap if they do anything. I don't think they should be committed to Rodgers for next year. That's, I, I think that's they are. my bottom line point. Yeah. 